Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Back in studio today, guys. Not going to have the issues, Lord willing, that we had on yesterday. And by the way... I did record yesterday's episode. It is uploaded on YouTube as episode 1,162. Can you believe that, JC? Episode 1,163 today. 1163? 1163. I am, uh, oh, wow. John Osgood says we have ash falling from the sky. Where in the world are you, John, that you have ash falling from the sky? Oh, I thought you meant in here. No, not in here. Not in here. I got crazy hair going on today. Chris Ann's curls are Focus. sticking out all over the place. <laughs> Thinking about Ash, looking at Ash, looking at my hair. Uh, JC, I'm happy to be back in the studio today. And look what I have, JC. I have my Florida Gator mug, just in case Nate comes into the chat room today. I thought I'd have my Florida Gator mug for him today. I have. I don't think that you've seen this story, JC. Okay. And I want to show it to you because this is nuts. This is nuts. Look at this. Hold on. Let me get it up here for you. All righty. There we go. Lakeland. Did you know Lakeland has an international airport? Lakeland, Florida. I did not. Lakeland, Florida has an international airport. And the Lakeland, Florida International Airport was evacuated after this huge guided missile was found sitting in a shipping container. Now, when I saw this on my phone, I saw the headline, a huge guided missile. I was like, what does that mean? And then I'm looking at it here, this picture. Huge. I mean, ginormous guide. You got, look at the size of that thing. How is it that you get accidentally finding a guided missile in a shipping container in Lakeland? Who sent it? Why would they send it? I bet somebody lost their job today. It is a civilian airport, and they evacuated the entire airport, and then uh, and uh, the Air Force explosive EO di disposal technicians came in from McDill to take care of it. But I just thought that was an interesting piece of information there. Hmm. A guided missile found just sitting in a shipping container in Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> Well, there you have it. How about a little bit of humor for today? Okay. Did you know that Air American Airlines has a fight club? No, I did not. <laughs> well, here you go. A fight, a brawl breaks out on American Airlines plane when a passenger refuses to follow the face covering policy. I feel like Instagram should see this. Okay. All right. You're going to take it out and let them see it? They should be able to hear it, too. Can you see what I'm showing? Oh, <laughs> okay. So a brawl breaks out on an, on an American Airlines plane when a passenger refuses to follow the face covering policy. So uh, the story is that this person refused. And that's how we get the video that we're about to see right here. So let me go ahead and play that. I have to... Uh, You're there. I know. No! 
So apparently somebody was so mad that they had to, uh, that the people were refusing to wear their face covering that they broke all social distancing. I mean, seriously, where's the social distancing when you're, when you're beating somebody about the face? Las Vegas to Charlotte. Las Vegas to Charlotte. Reportedly, it refused to follow the airline's face mask policy after boarding the plane. When they were asked to leave the plane, the traveler reportedly became disruptive and an altercation with other passengers broke out. So they had a brawl, a mask brawl? A mask brawl because hmm. somebody didn't want to wear their mask. Wow. This is... Good j- times. This is, this is where we are. This is, you know what this reminds me of, J.C.? This reminds me of the book called, um, uh, oh, what is it? The Desperate Sons. The things that th- that certain people who associated themselves with the Sons of Liberty did. I think, I, I think I'm beginning to understand, you know, when I read that book, I thought, man, these people are, Americans had some hot tempers back then. I mean, seriously, when, when, a, bra- a brawl breaks out in the middle of a street because some kids are throwing snowballs uh, and, and somebody's going to get their ear shot off. I, I, I kept thinking, man, these people, Americans have calmed down over the years, you know? Yeah. But Apparently I'm, the oppression wasn't, it's just simply not been high enough. The oppression so has not been have, high enough. As we approach that, it's starting to look like what you read about in that book. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Lots of fights and brawls. Oh, and my goodness. I, I, I will never forget. And and the writer of the Desperate Sons book, by the way, this is a book that I recommend for everybody who wants to know American history. Do you actually have it on our shelf? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So the Desperate Sons, there it is. Oh, there you go. Cool. There we go. Desperate Sons, I recommend this for everybody who wants to know about real history. Now, you know me, I don't read other people's history books, but what's amazing about this history book, JC, which seems like a little little dusty, need some dusting there, um, the Les Standiford built this book through compilations of um, newspaper articles and news reports. So, uh, it's... It, yeah, you got to pull it back a little bit for it to focus. You get it up there and no, it doesn't focus. On oh, Instagram. oh, okay. All right. So anyway, I will never forget the story in there about how the people, the American colonists were so angry at a judge over a Stamp Act opinion that he gave that they went to his house and they pulled all the furniture out of his house and proceeded to light it on fire in the front yard. Yeah. I mean, this is like, people be like, Antifa, Antifa. No, I'm like, that's what, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, the, Amer- the American uh, colonists did. Liberty did, did some of that well, stuff. Well, I don't know if they actually. But it wasn't, pro- like, not, we're in burn down private businesses. It was dragging out the actual officials. Right. The tyrants. Yeah, they weren't burning although, down donut shops and stealing televisions. No, but although when you, if you re- read about the regulators' war, in the Carolinas, which actually preceded um, or, or around the same time as stuff was going on in Boston. Uh, th- there's an inc- incident of that, like, spilled over. <clears throat> so the 
the people were, um, you know, opposed to the particular judge. They pulled him out and beat the fool out of him. Yeah. Uh, and it actually erupt, a riot erupted. But now the thing, the thing in that history in the regulators war in the Carolinas was, was that there was a, um, uh, sort of corporate cronyist context, right? So the, the judges right. and then some of these businesses were all tied together because it was a, it was just this whole, um, you know, the, the, these rich, influential power brokers pretty much running the government system right. on the backs of these farmers and that sort of thing. So they had enough. And so that one actually spilled out into the town and ended up destroying, I, I think they set fire to buildings. Like it, it destroyed a large portion of the town. So yeah, stuff, man, stuff can get out of hand quick. Yeah. So in our YouTube chat room, I don't, I, I don't know who said it. I was going to try to roll yeah, it up. Yeah, Regulators there. war. Look that up that the in-flight brawling could become a regular thing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this this mask thing has got people s- thoroughly ticked off. And and they see it, and rightfully so, as an invasion of their body. Mm-hmm. You know? And and there's so much evidence out there that this these things are not safe to wear. As a matter of fact, I just read today that a uh, Swedish, the, the Swedish... Uh, official Swedish doctors, you know, sort of like our health department, mm-hmm. are screaming at the top of their lungs at how dangerous wearing a mask, a cloth mask, actually is. Interesting. Yeah, and and that's, by the way, those and are pe- historical accounts. Yeah. Like this was, well, that's not historical. That's current. So they're yeah. brawling on the planes over this stuff. And then what we were talking about were p- parts of history, it, things that, that happened. So we're not... Um, not promoting violence. We're reporting on it. Yeah. <laughs> These are historical facts. It's yeah. crazy. So people, yeah, man, people get to their wits end um, and stuff gets, stuff can get ugly. So that's, that's why we need, we need to, uh, you know, head this off when we can. We don't mm-hmm. want violence. We don't, we yeah. don't want to have to do that. So that's, you know, that's the thing of you well, need responsive, you need responsible and responsive right government right and and you have to have a situation where the people feel like they have hope and feel like they have control because when people lose hope and they feel completely out of control that's when you get fights on the airplane that's when you get people burning down stuff now i'm not talking about the paid marxists or the soros marxists and the antifa marxists that are there to to destroy America. Right. These people are angry because America is being destroyed. No, it was like I said, the interesting difference when you look at be, because you know, Sons of Liberty also did the hanging hanging people the in effigies. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, having mock funerals, that sort of thing. But there now I, I'm not saying that that's a thing they should have done as far as the, not that, but the property. Right, the property, property damage. damage. Uh, I'm not sure that that really was consistent with what they were preaching. Right. But at the same time, when they did it, as I said, it wasn't, let's, let's destroy the country and burn down everybody's stuff mm-hmm. and destroy businesses. No, it was the, the stamp collector. Right. Uh you know who they basically had labeled as the the 
the oppressor. lawbreaker, the tyrant. Yeah. Right, the tyrant. It was constrained to that individual of shaming him. And, I, and I'd have to say they, they were using intimidation tactics mm-hmm. because it got to the point in Boston that, in fact, one of the one of the individuals, I think Desperate Son tells the story about it, where one of the individuals basically wouldn't take the job. So they couldn't they, in, in many instances, they couldn't find anybody to be a tax collector. Oh, yeah. Because they they worried about w- how the people would react. Well, they were. Here's the thing. Is, what's, what's that phrase? They, when the government fears. Right. When you fear yeah, government, yeah. is tyranny, when the when the government fears the people, it's liberty. So that was kind of. Yeah. It almost seemed like that was their philosophy. Let's make them scared and then well, they won't tyrannize us. So in, that's what was going on. And true that to that history, J.C., you know, when even with the effigies that they were using, the, the hanging of the tax collector people, you know, the, the stuffed dummies, they went through great pains to make sure that that the effigy that they were hanging looked exactly like the person. <laughs> right. That, I mean, I, in the stories, and, and this is not just in Desperate Sons, but stuff that I've read otherwise, other places, they actually went to the trouble to make sure the shoes and the buckles and the socks were exactly the <laughs> same, the same brand, you know, the same maker, the same design and everything. And so can you imagine yourself as a colonist at this time being hired by the king to be the tax collector? You know, you got your little tax collector jacket on and you met, march out of your house to go door to door to do your tax collecting and you look up. And there's an effigy of yourself hanging from a tree. I mean, you seriously can't even deny, hey, who's that guy? That's interesting. No, that's me, right? And so, as you said, the, the, the colonists who were first employed to do the tax collecting stopped, started quitting their jobs. They couldn't find anybody, which is why the king and parliament brought in the second wave of regular troops and incorporated the second part of the Boston, uh, of the... Um, of the quartering act to house the troops to start enforcing the laws that they couldn't hire the colonists to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, look, we're not armed and we have to live with these people. We're not going to be walking down the street and watching effigies of ourselves being hung and, and mock funeral processions. JC, they'd walk down the middle of the streets with coffins in their hands and, and uh, sketched effigies of their, their, political tyrants on the side they would carry it all the way to the to the cemetery they would bury the casket and then whoever was officiating would give a eulogy to the death of liberty mm-hmm. now these these are the kind of protests that they held and and uh, you know we we have we have rallies so we just invite the politicians who are destroying our constitution to <laughs> teach us and speak yeah, to and us, I, I think in that regard, give themselves glory. I think in when you said, you know, we've sort of more civilized, right? We're softer, yeah. In that regard, because you know, I- any little thing is, oh, you're promoting violence, and you're 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 violent. So, like, they deplatformed all the Oath Keepers. Yeah, uh, Facebook is now deplatforming all the Oath Keeper. Channels. Yeah. This is breaking, Q, just happening news. Yeah, even Q groups, the Q groups, uh, Oath Keepers, and some others. And it's all, you know, with the, uh, w- with saying they're promoting violence. So, mm-hmm. but you know, you read, it's funny, um, you read the articles and then they refer back to Southern Poverty Law Center <laughs> as, <laughs> as, you know, their go to definition of who these yeah. people are. And, 
I'm like, what what do you and they go because the thing calls Oath Keepers a militia group, first off. Uh of course and then the one of the things, Sacramento B and some other thing I was reading. Um you <laughs> in fact called Ron Paul. So the description they had for Ron Paul was gun libertarian Republican. Gun libertarian. That, oh, so the what, first what is, descriptive yeah, word of gun, Ron Paul is gun. Gun. So gun libertarian. Because liberals, it, it, that that that's a fla- that's a, a a flag word for liberals. If they see that word, they like. Oh, by the way, speaking of flag words, so this was another crazy in the same article that I was reading. I wish I wish I'd had it for you already. Um, when you use the word elite. Mm-hmm. So now the left is saying and, and accuse the Oath Keepers of this and Stuart Rhodes and some of these guys. So when they say the word elite, right, they called uh, the, the New York governor or New York mayor or Bloomberg, Bloomberg. Elite, elite. Mm-hmm. Um So because Bloomberg is Jewish, I guess, I, I don't know if he is or not. I, I guess he is. I didn't know. Uh, 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 but so now the town. word the word elite. Get out of town. Is now a, a, a slur. Right, a, a dog whistle, anti-Semitic slur. When dog you, whistle. When you say elite, yeah. So, but that's the thing. So when you say gun, uh, or I mean, I suspect even if like we're telling the, we're telling, sharing history, right? Historical right. fact. So I suspect it wouldn't surprise me if the censors would censor this show, saying we're promoting violence because we told the story uh, of the Sons of Liberty, right. Which, by the way, who damaged who who damaged property? But which is okay, not just cool, in but full disclosure, to call them actually, you know, the the era of the Sons of Liberty. Not all of them were actually officially members of the Sons of Liberty. No, but you know, we're talking about the era, and that's the problem when you get, you know, you look back retrospectively, you're not really sure who belonged to what. But nonetheless, I mean, these are the events that happened, and this is where. Uh, and, and the reason I talked about that is that this is what happens, like we saw the brawl on the airplane, this is what happens when people get desperate. Yeah. Get desperate. I don't know if today's, you might want to grab that thing again. I got another video to show today. No, but it, But I wanted to miss, say before we leave that about the Oath Keepers, right? So they reference the 10, right, because there's the 10... Mm-hmm. Right. The 10 orders we won't comply with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they weave this they weave it as some sort of radical thing and then classify as anti-government. Now, I've been anti-government for seven years, J.C., a woman that teaches the Constitution of the United States and the proper role of government. And I'm I've been labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center as anti-government for seven years now. No, but it's bizarre to. I mean, clearly, it's all propaganda, but to come to that conclusion and, you know, people mm-hmm. take, idiots take Southern Poverty Law Center and these mm-hmm. people at face value and so they don't know. And because they don't, when they talk about the 10 things we won't follow, right, there's 10 orders that we won't follow. Well, then they don't list them. They're not going to share what they are because then if the people actually reading the paper saw the list, they would go, yeah, yeah, don't follow those. Don't do that, right? Yeah. No, the 10 things that you're not going to, that they say they're not going to do, the average American would find that totally reasonable. Okay, right. we're not going to let you take people into concentration camps. Uh, Sacramento B, you're for that? Right. Like, you think, 
the Oath Keepers are bad by saying we're not going to allow concentration camps. Right. Right? While at the we're same time. We're not going to no, murder no, no, our no. neighbors. Hold on. Follow me. Follow me. While at the same time, calling them white supremacists and yeah. Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So they're, they're basically saying, you know the thing that the Nazis did against the Jews? We're not going to allow that to happen. Oh, you're an anti-Semite, racist, white supremacist. Uh, <laughs> what? So that's that's the people you're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, again, you got to go to college well, to get you that got, stupid. You, you got people on an on an Bizarre. airplane ticked off because they won't wear a mask, so they're going to climb on top of each other and and fight with each other. I mean, I almost I almost had it out with a lady on the plane the other day because uh, before we got on the plane, she's not even standing near me. She's like. Eight, ten feet away from me, and I'm standing behind the person in front of me getting ready to go on the plane. And sh- this lady, totally unrelated, starts going, Excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, you're not six feet apart. You're supposed to be social distancing. And I'm like, I, I, I literally, Colton was standing next to me, and I saw Colton look at me to see what I was going to do, right? And I sort of looked up at her because I was reading on my phone, and I looked up at her and I rolled my eyes and I went back. I didn't do anything, right? And she says, people just don't care. They don't understand how dangerous. She's all the whole time running her mouth, right? And I was like 30 seconds about to say, and then they called us aboard the plane. Lady, you do realize that you're about to get on a plane where you will literally and actually sit one and a half feet from the next person. You're not going to be six feet from the person sitting next to you. You're not going to be six feet from the person in front of you or the person behind you or even the person across the aisle. So don't tell me that I'm not standing six feet away from somebody I'm standing in line with. (laughs) I mean, seriously, come on. What is the matter with these people? I can't even, I cannot even rearrange my synaptic functioning to relate to the mentality that causes somebody to have a conversation with somebody else 10 feet away that not the people who were standing in front of me were not upset that I was standing too close to them. She didn't have a stinking tape measure in her back pocket. Mm -hmm. She didn't go, you're not six feet away, right? What is the mentality in people that, that, you know, I mean, when we were kids, we were like, this is an A-B conversation. You need to see your way home, right? Yeah. But no, that's, that's, that's lack the leftist. of boundaries. That's the leftist mentality. The, the leftists have no boundaries. No, they're, they feel compelled to control everyone. It doesn't have anything to do with them. It doesn't affect them, but they have to control you. It doesn't matter. I wonder what that lady thought when I looked her in the eye and I... I dramatically rolled my eyes so she could see me from 10 yeah. feet away and didn't move <laughs> but went down and looked at my phone. And they right? and they've brainwashed it. With my Got Liberty t-shirt on, by the way. Well, and the same people that brainwashed, you know, a generation of you know, you're so you're supposed to control everybody and if you don't want to be controlled, you're a Karen. <laughs> So somebody goes up in your house and just busts in your house, you know, without a warrant, search, detain, shoot you, whatever. Oh, if you don't like that, you're a Karen. You missed the show yesterday. <laughs> J- JC was was. Um, it's hard to get stupider yeah. than that. JC was was busy doing repairs yesterday. He missed the show. I covered the show yesterday about the guy who had his house raided 
uh, because on his acreage, the the federal government secretly entered his property, zip-tied uh, uh, cameras to his tree. Mm-hmm. And he found the cameras, removed the cameras. They didn't even come and they didn't send him a letter or anything. They just showed up on his freaking doorstep with a SWAT team because he took their cameras off his own tree when the government didn't even know it but you know if i get angry about the feds coming on my land and zip tying cameras to my tree stalking me i'm a karen what you upset about karen i'm a (laughs) karen you should love tyranny that was judy that was love being a slave no i would love to be a son of liberty up in your grill that's what i love what do you think it takes i mean like for to train a person to be happy to be a slave. It's called public school. Yeah, surely. It's called many, government many years school. Of public. So, so listen, think about the back to the Oath Keeper thing yeah, of yeah. their 10 rules, right? So if Sacramento B and, and, and what uh, is, where is that? Southern Poverty. So I can pull this up. No, this is just Oath Keepers. I know, but I was. Channel, but oh, so, okay. or station, uh, website, whatever you call it. So then, uh, then my ancestors are African moron and they're dead. So how do I ask them? You do seances. Um, so like one will not obey the order to disarm the American people. Now this makes sense. Sacramento B supports disarming the American people. I, I can understand that. So they want you disarmed. So what else then does the Sac- Sacramento B and Southern Poverty Law Center support? Because they say for the Oath Keepers not to want to do it mm-hmm. makes them dangerous and crazy. So, uh, warrantless searches and house-to-house searches to seize people's property. So Sacramento B supports warrantless searches from house-to-house to seize people's property. Detain uh, Americans as unlawful combatants and, and uh, subject them to military tribunal. So Sacramento P- B supports scooping up Americans and subjecting them to military tribu- tribunals, right? Uh, m- martial law. Right. Mm -hmm. Martial law against the states. Mm -hmm. Sacramento B obviously supports that. SPLC supports that. Um, uh, Let's see. I mean, we we, you could go on and on. Uh, Blockade American cities and create mention this, create giant concentration camps. So the leftist and Sacramento B SPLC supports that. Well, so, but, so but it's they a actually do, JC. But they actually do no, because they, they do. want those camps because they no. need them to vaccinate us. They need a. They want us to be isolated and un, under their control because they realize there's a whole <laughs> segment of the American population who will who will never submit to that kind of control ever. Yeah. No, ever. but ever. No, but the point. The thing is. I understand what they want, but then right. the people who just swallow that, like mm-hmm. you can just say, oh, these guys are radical because there's 10 things they say they don't do. And then you don't look into that and you just take take them for their word. Like, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, these guys are crazy. Well, oh, really? What do you know about them? You know what the Sacramento Bee told you? And so do you align yourself with these 10 things that they say they believe? Mm-hmm. Because the opposite of that, which apparently Sacramento Bee aligns itself with is like nazi germany yeah so it's you know i i how did we get to such a lazy unthinking people where they don't look any further to into the claims that are being made it's just bizarre right let me show you this is a video a news video from uh seattle okay so the seattle city council has actually voted 
to defund the Seattle police. And I want to play mm-hmm. this for you so everybody can hear it. Now the work to rebalance Seattle's budget amid calls to defund the police department is in its final stretch. Today is the day Seattle City Council is expected to approve a new plan. Kamos Denise Whitaker is live to show us what's happening right now. Denise. Absolutely. After months of people protesting and calling for a defunding, we actually now have reached the day where council has a resolution, a number of amendments that they are considering. Now we know that it did at least pass one committee vote last week. The council is taking public comment right now, listening to what people have to say yet again. And the public comment will be before the council members actually start deliberating and discussing the amendments and the resolution. There's also a new letter that's out there right now as well that just came into the Como newsroom from the Downtown Seattle Association, sent to city council this morning urging members to vote no on eliminating the navigation team because that's one of the issues that's involved that the council is doing to defund the police as it's called. The letter criticizes that move to dismantle the team and its critical services without having a plan to replace it. Signed by more than a dozen Seattle business leaders, the letter says in part, this legislation, if adopted, will provide no plan for engaging individuals living in tents to offer safer and healthier living options and no city services to manage the significant sanitation and public health impacts that result from people living unsheltered in Seattle. Now, now, JC, we saw this in Portland, mm-hmm. these massive tent communities and what I thought thought was streets in the the streets on the sidewalks. Yeah. I mean, look at this. This is, this is all on the streets and the sidewalks. All these people just, just living. They just live there. Portland looks like that. Now, if you look, they go all up the Mm -hmm. street in front of these buildings, which are residential areas. Can you imagine coming out of your house and, and watching and, and, and seeing somebody put up a tent or, or relieving themselves on your on your steps, mm-hmm. and they. I, I thought it was funny because in the beginning here, she says, in an effort to recover the budget, we're going to defund the police. Really, that's that's when you well, have. She mentioned this n- navigation. Yeah, force. So apparently, that's the navigation team. So apparently, they take I, I don't even know what they do it sounded like they somehow take care of these people well, they, and clean up after them yeah well in, in part what they do is they they talk them into going to homeless shelters okay so they navigate them to some other place but besides in front of your business and in the street i think that's the whole term of the navigation team i'm not sure i'm just this is what i'm gleaning from the article right hmm. and it's just it's crazy now they're going to defund the police and the business owners are like if you get rid of if you get rid of this police force what's going to happen when nobody is moving these people you know, if they're going through and moving these people and cleaning up after them and encouraging them to live in a healthy living lifestyle, right? And nobody's moving them on. Well, you're going to have tents here. You're going to have tents here. You're going to have tents everywhere. And they said a major sanitation issue. A major. Well, because where were we in Portland? You can pee on the street. Mm-hmm. It's not against the law. At least. To whip out your stuff and pee on the street corner. 
when, when we're supposed to be more civilized, how have we devolved like that? Well, I, I, how, how was a civilization? Your mama didn't teach you where to do that? Well, I, I don't again, come on that, people. Well, there, there, I think there's more to it than that. So this is this is the the strange thing is because you have to think, okay, what where are all these people coming from? What's going on here? When you when yeah, and so Doctor Sean just said it. When you get into contact with these folks, you find out that there's a major, major. This is like a major, major mental health problem you know population thank you jfk it's so uh, so so something's going on this the 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 tent cities in the and this is the thing it's not a tent city it's incorporated in the city so they're not tent cities they're tents in the city right it's it's not like people are are occupying some field somewhere and have made some tent city yeah they're all over the place when we were in portland Oh, my goodness. I mean, all over the place. There's absolutely no no restrictions. But the thing but the thing it begs the question. Where where are all these people coming from? How do how do we? Yeah, because this is a this is a symptom of something else. Right. This is not the problem. This is a symptom of the problem. Right. How are we having such a huge mental health crisis right. in America. Right. Who Who's producing, what's producing all of these damaged people? Well, if we actually talked about that, we'd seriously but that's be a the whole thing. hat show. But that's the whole point. You know? Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Right? It, it's missing, to me, it's missing the real question. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. asking the right questions. We're talking about right. unsightly, danger, sanitation, blah, blah, blah. Nobody stops and says... What's producing this massive population of yeah. broken people in the first place? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, and, and it may not be one answer, yeah. right? There's multiple things, but well, it's I a can symptom. guarantee you, it's a, to me, it's a symptom of a broader breakdown in this nation. Well, I tell you what, I can guarantee that ninety nine point nine percent of them uh, can be shown back to some pharmaceutical somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't alter people's mental faculties with that kind of massive uh, sweeping population unless you're injecting things in people's bodies. These and think about it now, J.C., we've got a whole generation now of people who were raised on 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 drugs because they were deemed to be hyperactive. I mean, we we did experiments on our own children by feeding them with Ritalin and all these other drugs. Now we know are not good, but they've altered their brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. And now this is why, you know, you have all this stuff. It's all I, I, again, pharma, pharmaceutical. That's what it is. That's pharmacia. Thank no, you and I don't much. and I don't know if I, I, I don't know how many people. Uh, you know, have contact with this population. Mm-hmm. All right. So working in the church world and, and different things, I, I, mm-hmm. I think you can draw you, you draw different opinions, different conclusion, uh, you know, just looking at it from a distance. Mm-hmm. But when you actually go into this homeless population, it's it's not fake. It's not pretend. No, there is 
almost I mean, I can tell you in my experience over over a couple of decades, probably nine out of ten of every single individual that I've connected with in the homeless community. Right. Have mental health issues. Right. They are mentally damaged. Right. Okay. so it's not a it's not a oh these are just these are just people who are. You know, scumbags and dirty and blah. No, they are broken people. Yes. And if you you go out in the population, you'll find this out. Once in a while, what came through? They had a route, you know, where we worked at in mm-hmm. the church. It was a different sort of different. Uh, I don't know if demographic is the right word. Right. But you, so you would run into con artists, um, and then you'd run into people like I ran into. <laughs> From time to time, they would go, we just like living this way. Nobody tells us what to do. We smoke our yeah. dope, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, there are those. But having having had significant contact with homeless populations over the years, that is not the majority. That's not the thing. It's right. not like we just want to get high and live on the street. Right. No, most this is a this is like a mental health hospital in the wild. Right. Right. So it is it is. It is for real. And yeah, everybody's a little bit broken. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, these so, are I want to give everybody that serious problem. The these these people, people basically cannot function on their own in a regular, you know, plugged in with the rest of the population. Right. So housekeeping, guys, make sure you give us the thumbs up while you're in our video watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Make sure that you share. Please share so to help us overcome the AI algorithm censors. Uh, we, we really love your chat rooms, but let's make sure that we are kind to each other. I will tell you I am you not won't a... You will be here long. I, I am... I'm going to tell you that I, I am not beyond blocking people from coming into my chat room, just so you know. We are not censoring disagreement, but if you're going to be abusive to each other, sorry, you don't get to stay. And you don't have free speech rights on my YouTube channel. So if you want to be a jerk and you want to abuse people, go start your own YouTube channel, but you're not going to be able to do it here. Uh, I wanted to... to p- before we segue into the last story of the day t- today, JC, I wanted to just simply, and, and you'll understand why, uh, reiterate we are liberty over security, principle over party, truth over personality. We are neither Republican nor are we Democrat. Uh, I, I don't call myself libertarian. I don't call myself Constitution Party. I am a party. I am Jeff. If I'm anything, I'm Washingtonian because I believe that political parties are the bane of a liberty society and would love to see people get rid of political parties and start voting for people based on character, qualification, and not personality and parties. Uh, I don't, uh, I am an equal opportunity political butt kicker, which means at any given moment, I'm going to criticize a Republican or I'm going to criticize a Democrat. And I'm going to criticize the libertarian. Do you know I got kicked in the butt uh, back in 2016, JC, because I went through the libertarian presidential candidates platform and showed how the libertarian presidential candidates platform was totally unconstitutional. Totally? Well, every aspect. uh, Well, no, not every aspect, but I don't think it was any better than any of the others. So and and I I would probably venture into that totally thing just because I was ticked off that they were calling themselves libertarian 
and in, in advocating for all of these these big government, federal government platforms that are, don't even exist constitutionally. Even the Constitution Party presidential candidate was unconstitutional in their platform. Mm. So I'm just going to tell you that because we're going to talk now about an article. Uh, oh, and I don't hate Trump and I don't worship Trump. So Trump is Trump. And Trump needs to be a big boy, pull up his big boy pants, and deal with the Trump issues that Trump has. So there's. And a I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer to the homeless thing is. I mean, for for me, from a spiritual perspective, I I believe God can deliver you and and heal yeah. you. Um, but I think my point to that was there's more to it than just the veneer of seeing tents on the sidewalk and be mm -hmm. like, these are just dirty, nasty people who need to go somewhere else. Yeah. There's more to it than that. I've been, I've been there in the front lines. I've, I've been in the midst of these people. Um, there are serious problems there. These yeah. people have serious problems. Yep. So the article that I found is, I wish I had the answer. It's actually on CBS news and it's, you know, because we are a teach show and not a talk show and this is a constitutional issue. I really wanted to share this with you. Uh, there is some concern, which, interestingly enough, is a concern over a situation that has been through 11 presidential administrations. Okay? But now all of a sudden, Donald Trump's the president and people are freaking out, right? And that's part of, uh, you know, that's just part of the political turn. But this, this, premise that presidential power is enormous is has been promulgated across the American airwaves in our school systems for a very long time. I don't know if you remember when when uh, I don't remember when Barack Obama was president and and uh, what's her name? The blonde haired chick that left Fox to go with NBC. Oh, no. Megan Kelly. Mm. When Megan Kelly was still at Fox and she had one of her Fox experts on there and I covered it on the show. Actually, I pulled the clip and I played it and her expert says, well, you realize the president of the United States does have an enormous and almost unlimited power. That was their constitutional expert on Fox. And then Megyn Kelly says, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, you know, you Chris Ann's wrapping her head back together with a piece of duct tape. Right. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm, I want to be, I'm, can I be nitpicky for just a second? Sure, I Because I'm going to say that's a true statement. Well. The president does have enormous power. The problem is there's a difference between yeah. power and authority. Yeah. Because he says, yeah. I have, I have power that they, they or what did, what did he say? Well, I, here. I have the right to do a lot of things. They well, let's it. get to that. So. Uh, the so C power CBS is just the ability to do it. We've yeah. acquiesced, so yeah, he has the power, but it's not authorized. Yeah. That's the difference. So the CBS News article says, The power of the president is enormous, and this president is not bashful in describing powers that go well beyond simple declarations. In April, April, when discussing guidelines to be issued to governors about reopening states during coronavirus pandemic, President Donald Trump said, quote, When somebody is the president of the United States, the authority is total, and that's the way it's got to be. It's total. End no, sir. quote. No, sir. That's a king. That is a king. We don't let have me those. let me show you something up here. Okay. Or we're not authorized to have it. So this is my this is my go to website. Um, for some reason, let's see if I can get this up here, just so you guys can see it a little better. See the top of it. Uh, it's called 
the Founders Constitution, and you can find it at uh, presspubs.uchicago.edu called the Founders Constitution. Now, what it does is it breaks down the Constitution by uh, article, subject, uh, article, section, and clause. Article 1 is the power of Congress. Look, that's like huge. That's the power delegated. They're not even total, right? They have more delegated power, and they're not total. Look at the power delegated to the President of the United States. Right here, people. Just this. And by the way, this section is not about power delegated. This section is not about power delegated. There's no power delegated here to the President, nor is there power delegated here. JC, there's not even power delegated here, here, or here. You have to get to Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1 before you see any power delegated to the President of the United States. The President of the United States shall be the Commander-in-Chief and Navy of the United States and of the Militia of the several states. When called into the actual service of the United States, he is not the Commander-in-Chief unless Congress actually calls him. He may require the opinion and writing of the principal officer of the departments, and he can grant powers. Uh, he can. He has the power to grant reprieves, pardons for offenses against the United States, federal crimes only, except in cases of impeachment. Look at this one. Okay, so now we go here. He has power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties, provided two thirds of the Senate concurs. So he doesn't. He have total power to make deals. Mm -hmm. The Senate has to do it. He shall nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate appoint all these other people. He doesn't unilaterally appoint anyone. He nominates people. Uh, let's see. That's it. The president shall have the power to fill up all vacancies that happen during recess of the Senate. Uh, but once the recess is back, he doesn't have that power anymore. And then here you have the very last one. He shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union. By the way, the State of the Union is not something that he says to the people. The State of the Union is a constitutional function of the president to let Congress know how the executive branch is running. You know, do we need stuff? Are we good? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. He may on extraordinary occasions convene both House uh, both houses, the House and the Senate, either of them, and in, in case of disagreement between them with respect to the time of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such a time as he thinks proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed, not writing them, and shall commission all the officers of the United States. So, so where's the clause that grants secret powers? Uh, where's the where is the clause that grants total authority mm -hmm. okay total authority trump's apparently according to cbs now i don't usually i don't believe what the liberal news says because they're the ones that said trump said that all mexicans were rapists and murderers right that's so, true. true so maybe he didn't say all of this but this is not about trump this is about presidential power i have the right to do a lot of things that people don't even know about Okay. That's what I mean. Where, so where's the secret power? Here's the thing. <laughs> they actually... Secret power. They actually... No, no, no. Seriously. They exist right here. Mm -hmm. It's called Presidential Emergency Action Documents. They were originated during Eisenhower. 
11 administrations, every administration, including Democrat administrations, has revised and updated these so-called presidential emergency action documents. That's the secret powers. That's the secret powers. My question was, where is the article section and clause that authorizes the president having secret powers? He may have secret powers. Yeah. But yeah. it's not this. This was my point. So the Constitution and you use this phrase delegated powers, mm-hmm. these powers, delegated power. Right. Which is authority mm-hmm. having the authority. Um, they're using the word power simply in the definition of force. So he has right. the ability or force to do it. So in that sense, yes, the president president has a lot of power. He has a lot of force mm-hmm. to act like a monarch. Right. But. He doesn't have delegated power to do all the things he or she, whoever the president may be, doesn't have delegated power or authority to to do the things they claim he is allowed to do. What's interesting, JC, is these people speak in the sense of force. This picture right here that everybody's looking at. This is a 1967 memo from William Cornelius Sullivan of the FBI, which alludes to the presidential emergency action documents which authorizes the suspension of habeas corpus. And it says, quote, this drastic program set up under the assumption that drastic steps will be necessary to protect the national security of this country so that efforts can be made to be made to remove from circulation individuals determined to be potentially dangerous to the national defense and public safety of the United States by engaging in espionage, sabotage, subversion in the event an attack is launched on this against this country. Okay, so here's the thing, JC. This is where our all of our statist friends love this power, whether they be Democrat statists or libertarian statists or Republican statists, because of the potential danger to national defense and Mm -hmm. public safety. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Now, let me go back here to Article Two, right? Because I want to look at this. I want us to see. um, Well, let's go back here just a second. Uh, Which is the one? Let me give me just a second to find this. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it quickly. Anyway, um, there is in the delegation of power, there's no appointment of power for national security. Right. There is no appointment of power in any of these sections that says the president has the, the authority or the power to keep America safe. Nor does it say it has the he has the responsibility to keep America safe. That is definitely a plank of the Republican platform. Yes. So that's like their big thing. Yeah. So when you see these things and it's always around national security, mm-hmm. right? I took an oath to keep this country safe. You, no, I, you, you know how many times I've heard that oath. from yeah. countless Republican yeah. politicians? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. They can't show you well, that oath. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. They claim they took it. Nancy Pelosi has said that over and over again, Mm -hmm. that she took an oath to keep the people safe. They also talk about, you know, prosperity. They also talk about keeping um, people uh, healthy. Right. It's our responsibility to. Oh, here it is. That's what I was looking for. Um, I think you should take maybe they should take a reading comprehension test before they take. The oath of office. Oh, come on. They know what they're saying. They just know that the people don't know what they're saying. Right. But they're I, playing on this. This is this is Article two, Section one, Clause eight, J.C. But you know, we had a one of those 
uh, one of his politicians who is a former veteran, when when we said that, he he actually quoted the oath and he said, defend the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. See there, like that was proof. Like okay, that was did ben you Asher. not? Yeah. Did you not just hear the statement that you said? Defend the Constitution. Yeah. Which, by extension, means the individual rights of the people. Not keep the people safe. Defend the people. Not it doesn't say violate the, the rights of the people to keep them safe. To keep them safe, right? So, Article Two, Section One, Clause Eight. Before he enter on the execution of his office, he shall take the following oath or affirmation: Quote. This is the oath of office for the president. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the president of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Mm-hmm. Where does it say in there it's my duty to ensure the national security of no, the nation? No, if you're, defi- if you're keeping anything safe, right, if that sentence refers to keeping anything safe, mm-hmm. It's the Constitution you're it's keeping safe. It's the Constitution. Safe. You are to protect, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. Okay? So running around talking about presidential emergency actions that actually extra, uh, unconstitutionally and extra-constitutionally allow a, the executive branch to subvert the Constitution, to set aside the Constitution— is is not preserving, supporting, and defending the Constitution. Well, it, so when they mentally change, like swap the word out for a different word, is wouldn't that be mental reservation or you know what is that phrase about? No. Oh, that's that's the that's the, like Supreme, the Supreme Court, Court justice one, one is uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States without hesitation or mental yeah. reservation. Wouldn't that be a mental reservation? That would be a mental reservation. If, if you if you change the word Constitution for people, defend the people. Yeah. No. All right. So let me show you what Koppel says here. Ready? Maybe it's mental retardation. L- I want to read this to you part here, and this is this is another part that just this is this public narrative about where power comes from right that the notion that the notion that there are executive powers based on something that has never been vetted by congress what the congress is not the definition nor the inventor nor the delegator or the creator of presidential power look at what he says uh giving the president almost limitless power to do what he needs to do in the event of a crisis that's not funny to me that's scary no your idea mr koppel of how the president obtains power is frightening to me but we already know that because The Congress creates executive branches, you know. So whenever Congress creates an executive branch, what they're actually doing is increasing presidential power. Mm -hmm. And the idea that it's okay for Congress to somehow increase the president's power based on their vetting I mean, seriously, have these people never, ever heard of separation of powers? 
this one of the guys in this article, JC, his name is John Yu, and he's a law professor no. at the University of California in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. No, John Yu. He, oh, yeah, he's a big, he's, he's a big statist, presidential power guy, right? He's the one that drafted the, the, the memo after 9-11 to in, uh, justify the use of t- torture, which he called, quote, enhanced t- interrogation, right? Yep. So you have these people in their their f their places of higher institutions of learning teaching people that that the president has unlimited power. Drywall O, thank you for your super chat. Milton Keys right on Keynes right on the tail of Drywall with another super chat. Thank you so much. He says thank you again for another teach show. So yeah, you you was one of the primary, like, like he, like, he and he and uh, like the Patriot Act writer. Yeah, stuff. like he and yeah. Dick Cheney were like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance <laughs> Kid. I mean, that, yeah. they were like the yeah, two yeah, yeah. the two lead criminals. Yeah, under the Bush administration of for shredding the Constitution. You yeah. was you was like the brain trust mm-hmm. of that stuff. You know, somebody brought up a very inc- inc- interesting statement in the chat room, JC, and I, I get this all the time. So uh, the statement was, but let's just imagine that a president would use these extra powers to preserve the Constitution. No, that is a paradox. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely a paradox. You cannot destroy the Constitution and preserve the Constitution at the same time. Preservation by violation. Yeah, preservation by violation. That's not how that works. And because they do the same thing with the Supreme Court. But what if the Supreme Court, uh, you know, because the Supreme Court doesn't have jurisdiction to to decide cases that happen inside the state, you know, cases between two people of the same state and people of the state and, and people of the state and their own state. That was excluded from their jurisdiction. And I had somebody say, but what if they do? What if we need them to do that to do the good things? Well, you can't destroy You can't go outside the Constitution to justify a good thing because you can't use a bad thing to justify a good thing. That's called being immoral. There are ways to get it done and maintain the rule of law. Yes. If yes. We're failing from a lack of imagination and understanding. Like you can't look at what we have and imagine, oh, hey, we can we can actually accomplish this and still not violate people's liberty. Wow. What an astounding concept. It is an astounding concept. And and the thing is, what's even more astounding, JC, right? I can, like, is I that can. our framers wrote reams and reams and volumes and volumes about all these discussions about what to do when in the system they're working with. Right. Because you have the anti-federalists. They set up this whole scenario. Well, you've got this constitution, federalist people. It looks really great. But what if A? What if B? What if C? What if D? And the federalists say, hey, man, that's a really, really great question. Here's what you do for A. Here's what you do for B. Here's what you do for C. Here's what you do for D. That's why our, our the, the people who, who ratified it and wrote the Constitution never said that the, that, uh, the Constitution was the answer to everything. What they said was, if you follow the Constitution, this can't happen. But when you fail to follow the Constitution, it's practically inevitable that it will happen. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. So, that was going to be 
Chris Ann's a Never Trumper. Segment. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Chris Ann's a Never Trumper segment because right. she disagrees with Donald Trump that he has unlimited power and ought to have unlimited power. Limited, he said, total power. Total authority, he said. Yeah, total authority. Total authority, and that's how it's got to be. Another phrase, I got powers that people don't even know about. I got powers. So, so powers. he believes in a secret constitution, secret law, like, because the powers, the authorized powers of the president are in the con- are enumerated in the Constitution. Are enumerated in the Constitution, and they are so few. Where, they are very few and very defined. Where where is he suggesting that there are authorized powers? Right, and the only only ones. the Constitution can authorize right powers to the executive. Unless you ask a law professor, then Congress can. Right. So, you know. so that's so Trump is one of those guys. He yeah. agrees with Koppel. Yeah. That Congress can invent extra constitutional powers. Yeah. Well, in this case, this was in a memorandum from hasn't the FBI. Every, uh, hasn't so every the FBI president can, incre- can, cre- can create presidential power, according to yeah. these presidential well, emergency documents. Hasn't every president in modern history believed that? Well, not every and Trump president. Trump is no exception? Not every president. Oh, yeah, who? Who has rejected congressionally invented powers that you that you recall in modern history. Oh, in modern history. Yes. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Nobody in modern history. Yeah. Nobody in modern history. Every single president. This is not about Trump. This is about Well, in the document said 11 presidential administrations have contributed to these emergency secret powers. Mm-hmm. So they know about them. They've gone in and tweaked them. 11 administrations. It's a family tradition. Yeah. Hey, Granny Gear, you need to get in touch with JC and let us know if you got your T-shirts. Yes. We want to make sure that you got your T-shirts, Granny Gear. You're way over here. Yeah. So here you go. GodGunsLiberty.com. Oh, look, I got that T-shirt on today, JC. That's the T-shirt that I have on today. Long sleeve. Look at that. I didn't know we had long sleeve shirts. We have we have people all the time telling me, you know, the northerners. Mm-hmm. We have hoodies too, man. Well, it's going to it's going to be winter soon. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's the chrisanhall.com hat. Represent people. Represent. And you can be an anti-government extremist hate group too. Mm-hmm. Be one. Live one. All right, JC, that's the end of the show today. You're watching the chat room? <laughs> Just some of these questions. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. All right, guys. We will love you. We uh, appreciate you. Thank you for remember. Hit your thumbs up, share, uh, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that stuff that they make you do, and we will see you again tomorrow. God bless.